For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding, here with Steve Morgan, the editor-in-chief of Cybercrime Magazine. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here, Paul. Thank you. Newsday reports that Long Island Suffolk County did not have a chief information security officer at the time of the massive hack they suffered in September of 2022, and that exposed the social security numbers of about 26,000 county employees. Steve, Suffolk County now has a CISO, but tell us a bit about this article, why they hired a CISO, and anything else you want to share. Well, a couple of things, Paul. First off, I want to point out, if anyone isn't aware of this from reading the news, Suffolk County was not able to acquire a cyber insurance policy because they didn't have a CISO. That's something I'd like to call out. And then coincidentally, their new CISO, Kenneth Brancic, or I may be pronouncing that wrong, B-R-A-N-C-I-K, he's from East Northport. I don't know him personally, but we do know the world's first CISO, Steve Katz, who also sadly passed away, but was from East Northport as well. Steve, I'm just a layman in this field, right? I mean, I do the podcasts and the videos, and I like recording these updates with you. But what do you think the importance is for there to be a CISO of a county or some kind of government or governing body? I mean, we see that with Australia trying to be this cybersecurity leader on the stage. This is obviously a bit smaller. We're just talking about Suffolk County here, but I'm curious what you have to say about that. I don't know what the cutoff point would be. I'm not a government official, but I do think that when counties are a certain size, that it should be mandated for them to have a CISO, a chief information security officer. When you're responsible for enough residents, it's critical. Now here in Suffolk County, New York, our county is somewhere in the 1.3 to 1.5 million range. It's a lot of people. So it's just a lack of governance in my opinion. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, you were quoted in this article from Newsday, Steve, and you said, having no cyber insurance is like no homeowner's insurance if you have a home. So it does seem like it's something that you're really passionate about that you think should actually be considered when we're talking about a place of this size. Oh, absolutely. There's a time in my life when I rented an apartment or maybe I had my first home. Homeowner's insurance may not have been as important as it was. Once I had a home that had a certain value and I owned a larger portion of it, the content were much greater. And not that anybody should not have insurance because <laughs> fortunately it's mandated. So when you buy a house and you have a mortgage, you have to have a homeowner's policy. And in this case, it's clear you need the CISO to have the cyber insurance policy. You need a home to have homeowner's insurance, uh, presumably. So, Well, it's not the CISO who's being insured, so it's a little bit different. But in my opinion, it makes a lot of sense for the insurance companies. If I was an insurer and any organization came to me and had thousands of employees that they were responsible for and they didn't have a CISO, that would be a red flag. Absolutely. Steve, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts. Thank you, Paul. To follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com.